It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Diz Radio, and the Diz Radio Show. And this week for show number 178, for the week of May 25th, 2017, we have all kinds of fun lined up for you because we are at the tail end of spring. We're about to jump into summer, and with that comes summer vacation, making memories with your friends, getting into mischief, getting into trouble. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of that. You know him from such films as Turner and Hooch, Cool as Ice, Radio Flyer, Dennis the Menace, and of course, The Sandlot. We have none other than Victor Dematia stopping in here this week. Now, Victor, you know from the iconic cult classic film, The Sandlot. He was also part of Dennis the Menace, Adventures in Odyssey, and many others. And he's going to stop in and talk about what it's like being part of this iconic film that's been passed on to generations, his love of baseball, what's he doing now, working in animation, and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you always have the questions and Aaron has the answers in I Want to Know. We have the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 with our very own Caitlin. We have Dominic who's about to chain you up once again, take you out for that walk on Disney Short Leash with tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. We have Randy with the latest from Disney Multimedia and Jason going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you have to add to your collection. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire from the world of Avatar, Walt Disney Records, Pirates of the Caribbean, Screen X, DVDs, Blu-rays, Disney Junior, the Disney Channel, and so much more. So before we jump into this week's show and dust off that home plate and take a swing at it, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to treat you like family, take your hand, walk you through the process, and treat you like that brother, sister, cousin, so you can make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. They're award-winning and have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers as well. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to jump into America's pastime. Throw that fastball, throw that curveball, run the bases, make the memories, and of course, stay away from Hercules, if you know what I mean. And let's officially kick off show number 178 for the week of May 25th, 2017. And come on, take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. <laughs> Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I ever get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes. You're out at the old ball game. <laughs> I just love it here at the ballpark. Ball. I sure do love these hot dogs. They're great. 
Back, let me root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out of the old ball game. I know you're smart and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. You gotta stop thinking. Just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. Hey, girls. They've got the moves. Got the rap. Blockhead, geek, jerk, idiot, moron. You bump rapples in the toilet and you like it. You play ball like a girl. Yeah. I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh no. But something else has got their ball. That wasn't my ball. Dad's father gave it to him. Babe Ruth signed that ball. We gotta get that ball back. Got any bright ideas? Initiate retrieval section number one. Power connect. Come on, homie, it's heavy. Now. Century Fox presents. Hey guys, it's the Sandlot Babies. You're the ones that making all that racket. A lifetime of adventure. Come on, Squid, you can do it. Pull through, bud. Little pervert. The Sandlot. A little piece of paradise, a half a block wide, and a whole season long. Scotty, have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Mom. Hey there, this is Victor Dematia from the Sandlot, and you are listening to Diz Radio. Killing me, Smalls. Inning. 
left to play. Listen, you bunch of bush leakers, this here is the ninth inning, in case you don't know it. It's the wind-up, the blow-off. Come on, now unbutton your shirt. Now get in there and fight. Who's up next? Cooney! The coach was really worried when Cooney went to bat, but all he had to offer was 300 pounds of fat. Ah, but Cooney was determined. He tried to do his worst. He kept his batting average all right. And as usual, died at first. Hooray for our side! Hooray, hooray! Ah, shut up! Sit down! Hurry, man! up the bum! I'll kick the stuffings out of him! Yeah, run that guy out of town on the rail! Battles was the next one up, and Battles made a hit. Wow, he smacked a beauty right in the pitcher's mitt. <laughs> Straggling few got up to go. Uh, but the loyal fans stood pat. They'd put up even money now were Casey at the bat. Ah, but Flynn preceded Casey. Of all of the stupid guys, the bat is getting in his head. Now the head is getting in his back. He gagged. He let drive a single, much to his own surprise. one in the lineup was no hit Jimmy Blake. Of all the mugs in Mudville, he was the biggest fake. But he was really blazing into the wonderment of all. Blake the fake for the cover off the bar. And when the dust had lifted and they saw what had occurred, there was Jimmy, safe at second, and Flynn, a hug at her. Cozy, isn't it? You're safe! Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. 
All right, all of you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 178 for the week of May 25th, 2017, as we're getting ready to play some baseball, do America's pastime, and we have Victor DiMattia stopping in here at the show from the Sandlot, Cool as Ice, Radio Flyer, Turner and Hooch, and so many other classics. We also have the D-team here with Aaron, Caitlin, Dominic, Jason, and Randy all stopping in here with their signature segments and all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire. So before I jump into that news and give you everything going on within the Walt Disney Company here this week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets. And remember, we are building that all-new Facebook page after our previous one was hacked. So help us regain and grow that Facebook page once again as well. And you can connect up with us at facebook.com slash dizradioshow. That's D-I-Z radio, S-H-O-W. You can also connect up with us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. All of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, magical little show. And remember, if you've got to stay connected, you want to hear all of our voices in your ears instantly on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, and anywhere else, all you have to do is go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. Then you can get the latest shows as they get released instantly for your ears, the magic, and more, and just to hear our voices every single week as they get released. Just search Diz Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand, and subscribe right there through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Now, if I am talking too fast, which I tend to do, all you have to do is go to DizRadio.com, and right there, all the links are there for your picking, your choosing, and just go ahead and click away and stay connected with us here at the show. With all of that out of the way, it is time to jump into that news hot off the D-Wire, and how about Disney Pixar's Cars 3 is filling up with an all-new two soundtracks for the film. Yes, two soundtracks for the Cars 3 film. As Lightning McQueen heads back to the big screen, along with its new tech-savvy trainer, Cruz Ramirez, Disney and Pixar's Cars 3 is having two soundtrack releases, both available from Walt Disney Records on June 16th as the film opens in theaters nationwide. Now, the Cars 3 original motion picture soundtrack is going to feature eight all-new tracks, including original songs by Dan Ockbach, ZZ Ward, and four other covers by various artists, including two instrumental tracks from Brad Paisley alone. Now, the Cars 3 original score is composed and conducted by the one and only Randy Newman as it reunites the Cars franchise with the Oscar-winning composer once again. Now, both soundtracks are going to be available for pre-order already. So if you really just want to pre-order this, get it on your hands and have it at your doorstep as soon as it gets released, you can go ahead and do that. Now, as they've officially released, Lightning McQueen is on a journey of a lifetime, traveling across country, revisiting the past, and looking into his own heart and soul to answer some very big questions, said Cars 3 director Brian Fee. Just like the music in the first two Cars films, the songs and score play a really big part in the storytelling process. Now, like we said, there's a lot of great tracks on here, and some of them are going to be cover songs for the film. Now, for those cover songs is King's Highway, which was originally released in 1991 by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. There's also Bruce Springsteen's 1984 hit, Glory Days, as well as the Beatles' classic Drive My Car and many others. Now, this is going to be a great film. I mean, yes, it is a sequel, but come on. Everybody loves Cars, Lightning McQueen, and it is going to be fun. So now you can get two all-new soundtracks on June 16th, the official score as well as the official soundtrack with lyrics, music, and all kinds of fun. 
Now, moving aside from Cars and sequels, let's get into the Disney Channel, and how about Hotel Transylvania the series premiering on Disney Channel and Disney XD on June 25th. Yes, Chorus Entertainment's Navalia and Sony Pictures Animation have announced this week the debut details of their all-new animated series Hotel Transylvania. Now, it's based on the blockbuster film franchise of the same name that everybody knows was created, I guess, voiced by Adam Sandler and many others. Now, the 26 episodes of the 22-minute series is produced by Navalia Studio in Toronto and focuses on the teenage years of Dracula's daughter Mavis and her three closest friends, Hankenstein, Pedro, and Wendy the Blob. Now, with Dracula away on official vampire business, Mavis finally sees her chance to show her father what she can do. With the help of her friends, she decides to put on brilliant ideas on how to run the hotel and put it into motion. But her aunt Lydia, Dracula's older and much meaner sister, has many other plans in store. She wants to reel it in and really make it the glory days and the scary days of what it used to be. Now, Hotel Transylvania the series is premiering on the Disney Channel on Sunday, June 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, new episodes are going to air every night that week through Thursday, June 29th. Now, the first episode will be available on the Disney Channel app, YouTube, and video on demand as early as June 20th. Now, the series will air in its regular time slot beginning on Sunday, July 9th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, beginning on Sunday, June 4th, the leading up to the premiere series, there's going to be three all-new shorts as well, where you can follow Mavis and her dad, Drac, as he prepares to join the prestigious Vampire Council. Now, in their official press release and press junket, they have said, We are thrilled to be teaming up with Disney Channel to share the visual and epic storytelling of Hotel Transylvania, the series, with audiences worldwide, said Scott Dyer, president of Navalia. Now, working with our partners at Sony Pictures Animation, we are excited to build this great franchise and fun franchise for the whole world of Hotel Transylvania. Now, this is going to be a great animated series. I loved both of the other films, and the 2013 monster hit comedy Hotel Transylvania was nominated for the Golden Globe and scored the best September opening of all time in U.S. box office history. And it was also broken that record 2015 by its sequel, Hotel Transylvania 2. Now, this is going to be, like I said, fun, something different, and something unique for the Disney Channel. Now, moving along here, let's get into, I guess, big screens and movie screens and something that is immersive, huge, and fun. And how about Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales, which is set to debut in Screen X format. Yes, the Screen X, world's first multi-projection system that provides a 270-degree panoramic film viewing experience within a theater setting, announced that it is going to have the fifth installment of the Pirate Caribbean franchise in this format. Now, this is a true and tremendous format. Now, if you haven't seen this, check out the video on our official website at DizRadio.com. It is amazing. I mean, seriously. Basically, you got your movie screen, you're watching it, and then on the side, it kind of does this overlap projection. So if you have water, there's water on the side of you and things like that. Now, this is really, I mean, it's really immersive and really awesome. Now, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales will be available at a total of 83 pre-existing Screen X locations throughout the entire world. Now, this is, I mean, this is different. I can't even explain it on the show because it is really hard to explain uh, how different this is. Just check out the video. It is truly amazing, but Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales is set to debut in Screen X format. And since we're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean here, how about getting into the Dead Men Tell No Tales original motion picture soundtrack 
is setting sail tomorrow on May 26th. Now, the Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales original motion picture soundtrack is going to hit physically and digitally tomorrow on May 26th. Now, composer Jeff Zanelli is standout in film and television scoring industry. Everybody knows him from a variety of different things that he has done, including Disney's The Odd Life of Timothy Green, The Pacific, Disturbia, Hitman, and many others. Now, Zanelli has said, Pirates of the Caribbean was a dream project for me right from the very start. From the first film, I really wanted to do this. To have served these iconic stories and contribute and inspire with many people over the years, this is something I continue to thrive in, love, and I can say the same about the score for Dead Men Tell No Tales. Now, this is going to be available, like I said, everywhere on May 26th, digitally and physically, and everybody knows the film is hitting as well. Now, moving along here, getting into other different news elements here and getting back to the small screen, getting back to DVDs, Blu-rays, and all those kinds of fun things. And how about Mickey and the Roadster Racers? Start Your Engines is zooming onto DVD on August 15th. Notice what I did there? It's zooming onto DVD, right? Now, who just can't get enough of everyone's favorite mouse and the gang? Now, calling back to those days of the old wacky races, Mickey and the Roadster Racers has been a huge hit since it broke all records when it debuted on Disney Junior and the Disney Channel. Now, parents, children, and viewers of all ages have come to love this enduring and simply fun show. Now, Mickey and the Roadster Racers are back, cruising into full speed with all new adventures with Mickey and the Roadster Racers Start Your Engines. Now, this is coming on August 15th to DVD, and it's going to have a variety of different things. Of course, the hour-long episode, Start Your Engines, which is always a fun, different take. I, they always say it's a movie, but it's not really a movie. It's just a different take on an extended episode. Now, you're also going to get your own replica flag from the Roadster Racers, and there's also going to be a variety of other episodes as well, including Agent Double O Goof, It's Wiki Wiki Time, Ye Old Royal Heist, Abraka Goof, Guru Goofy, and Going Up. Now, there's also bonus episodes, including Goof Luck Charm and The Haunted Hot Rod. Now, these are great episodes. It's fun. It's definitely a different take from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Now, of course, maybe you don't have kids. Maybe you don't watch these things. Like you heard in our interview when Jim Cummings stopped back with us here at the show for our 7th anniversary, you gotta sit back and watch it because they are truly fun for everyone of all ages. Now, one topic I'm not going to talk about too much because I'm sure some of our team here is going to talk about it, but also you've seen it everywhere. And how about Pandora? Yes, Disney has officially dedicated Pandora, the world of Avatar, with the new land and all kinds of sights and experiences at the Animal Kingdom Park. Now, everybody knows where you can fly with banshees, have fun, ride on the Navi River, and so much more. Now, I'm going to hold back any of my thoughts about Pandora so far, but I just wanted to put it out there because it is news that Pandora is now officially open. Now, moving from Florida, let's go to California. And how about California Adventure and Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout? Yes, it's launching guests into a rocket new adventure, helping rockets save the Guardians at the Disneyland Resort. Now, guests can become the protagonists of an all-new rocking adventure at Disney's California Adventure Park as they help rescue the cosmic gang of misfits in Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Now, this is a thrilling new attraction that we all know is the re-overlaid version of uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which I still love that as well. But it has all new things for superhero fans, and it is opening up this weekend on May 27th. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout entices guests with an original storyline based on the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. Now, it is basing it mainly off the films with some hints of comics and the animated television series. 
Now, its own fast-paced action is going to have its own awesome mix soundtrack as well. Yes, from the 60s, 70s, and 80s with multiple ride profiles. So guests are never going to know which version they're going to get. Now, this is an all-new epic adventure. Like you said, you're going to help Rocket save the Guardians. Now, just weeks after the theater premiere of the new Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the stars of the film are featured in the attraction. Now, Walt Disney Imagineering collaborated with James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy films, as well as Kevin Feige, president of Marvel Studios. Now, they went and collaborated together so that way they could get it exactly right. Be true to the Guardians, be true to what people are expecting for this, and of course, making it a one-of-a-kind unique experience. Also, by having that awesome mix where you never know which profile you're going to have, it harkens back to like Star Tours, where you never know which experience you're going to have. Now, Walt Disney Imagineering and many others have said with James Gunn, he had said, I cannot be more pleased to have partnered with Walt Disney Imagineering to bring Guardians of the Galaxy characters to life. It's been exciting, fun, and a lot of help to help direct and shape the experience so it has the heart, the soul, the fun, the humor of all of the Guardians movies. Now, there's going to be a variety of different things here from the Collector's Fortress, the Fortress Lobby, of course, the Collector's Office, the Gantry Lift, and more. Now, you're wondering, which tunes are they going to have, right? I would have thought they would have had Hooked on a Feeling, but, of course, you have to get around some things like, uh, you know, uh, you, you got to get around royalties and stuff like that, but they have Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar, Give Up the Funk by Parliament, Born to Be Wild by Steppenwolf, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5, Free Ride by the Edgar Winter Group, and Burning Love by Elvis Presley. Now, there is also a variety of different things that are going to be with this. I'm sure you're going to see tons of videos and so much more, but Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is officially kicking off, dropping guests, and going on adventures on May 27th this weekend. Now, shifting back to the Disney Channel, let's get back to the Disney Channel here, and that's so Raven, the spinoff, yes, Raven's Home. Now, we've been getting details about this over time, and everybody knows that many of these shows have been getting their resurgence, right? We all know that everything from Girl Meets World and many of those, but That's So Raven, the spinoff, is casting Jonathan McDaniel as the dad to Raven's kids. Now, Jonathan McDaniel, who played Raven's boyfriend, Devin Carter, on the series That's So Raven, has been brought back to play the father of the children. Unfortunately, per the plotline of the show, this means that they are going to be divorced, which tends to be the style most of the time. Now, the new series will debut on Friday, July 21st at 9 p.m. Central Time, directly following the premiere of Disney Channel's Descendants 2. Now, Raven Simone is obviously the star once again, and Annalise Vanderpool, who played her best friend Chelsea Daniels, is back again as her best friend. Now, he did state that on many different shows. Now, the series' official description is as follows. Raven still catches glimpses of the future, but she's not the only one in the family who does. Booker, who's played by Isaac Ryan Brown, has the same ability. Now, while Booker uses his newly found power to try to make sense of middle school and his new family life, Raven uses hers, helps her to be a better mother, fashion designer, and an awesome friend. Now, of course, everybody knows that comic situations, sitcom situations are always going to toss this into the mix and also have fun. Now, they did say that many of the previous stars are going to show up on here as well. So Raven's Home just joins of many of the fellow nostalgic revivals like Girl Meets World, Fuller House, and many others. And come on, what's up next? The Hannah Montana one? We never know what's going to happen. I, for one, would rather see Growing Pains, maybe a Family Ties, uh, you know, Who's the Boss? I could keep going here, but I'm showing my age. But those are some revivals I would love to see. 
Now, since we are talking about the Disney Channel here, let's talk about Stuck in the Middle, and how about Lori Hernandez to guest star on Disney's Stuck in the Middle. Yes, Olympic gymnast Lori Hernandez is about to have another one of her dreams come true. The gold medalist recently opened up how she wanted to break into acting, and now she is going to. She's going to be on the Disney Channel with Stuck in the Middle. Now, she is going to be on Stuck in the Middle next month in June, and Lori's special episode will have the perfect name for her. It's going to be called Stuck in a Gold Medal Performance. Now, according to the episode description, the athlete's character will attend a family dinner at the Diaz home, with chaos, of course, to ensue with that many kids. Now, this is going to be a fun little take. Of course, getting, you know, somebody who's an Olympian on here and whatnot to really bring it in. And Lori Hernandez has recently been at the Walt Disney World Resort at the ESPN Wide World of Sports, where she surprised many cheerleaders that we reported on as well. Now, since we are talking about Disney Channel, let's get into Disney XD. And how about Marvel's Ant-Man? Yes, an animated cartoon shorts are coming to Disney XD. Now, back at the end of March, Disney XD released Rocket and Groot, a variety of animated shorts through their app and also on the Disney XD channel. Now they're doing it once again with Marvel's Ant-Man animated shorts. Now, two six-minute shorts are set to premiere on June 10th and 11th, and Ant-Man, voiced by Josh Keaton, will be seen fighting alongside Wasp and Hank Pym while taking occasional breaks, and more. Now, this is going to be fun. The Rocket and Groot shorts were really fun. They're really interesting and different when you're watching the Guardians of the Galaxy animated series, but now they're going ahead and trying to shift this into other ones. Now, if you're wondering what are the shorts, the shorts just kind of, they're buffers in between episodes of other things that appear on the channel. So now you can look forward to that on June 10th and 11th. So all of you D-heads, with that said, there's so much stuff hot off the D-wire here this week, but we have a lot of things lined up as we're getting ready to go to the Sandlot, make some memories with our friends, and so much more as we have Victor DiMattia, yes, from the Sandlot, stopping in here very shortly. We have more coming from the D-team as you have the questions, he has the answers, Aaron's going to answer them and why I want to know. We have Dominic with the short leash, Caitlin with WDW and 2, we have Jason going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD, you have to add to your collection, and Randy with the latest from Disney Multimedia, and so much more. So before we release the reins here to the D-Team and help you make that magic and memories and remembering those days of playing with your friends and making all those magic memories during the summer as well, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to grab your hand, hook you up, treat you like family, and give you the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. They're award-winning, they have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers, and they're going to treat you like family to make sure it is the most magical experience that you could possibly have, whether that's booking, dining, tickets, you name it, they're going to help you. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as I'm talking about memories, looking back, playing games, and maybe many of you playing on sandlots of your own, just like I did, I gotta say, I'm gonna release the reins here with, it's not necessarily a Disney song, but come on, it is a song that makes me think back to those days when I was a young little leaguer, and of course, my boys right now, who I look out the window and I watch them playing baseball as well in our backyard, so hopefully this song is gonna take you back to that time as well, and we're gonna press on with show number 178, for the week of May 25th, 2017. Little boy in a baseball hat Stands in the field with his ball and bat 
Says I am the greatest player of them all Puts his bat on his shoulder And he tosses up his ball And the ball goes up and the ball comes down Swings his bat all the way around The world's so still you can hear the sound The baseball falls to the ground Now the little boy doesn't say a word Picks up his ball He is undeterred Says I am the greatest There has ever been And he grits his teeth And he tries it again And the ball goes up And the ball comes down Swings his bat all the way around The world's so still You can hear the sound The baseball falls the ground He makes no excuses He shows no fear He just closes his eyes and listens to the cheers Little boy He adjusts his hand Picks up his ball Stares at his bat Says I am the greatest The game is on the line And he gives his all One last time And the ball goes up Like the moon so bright Swings his bat with all his might And the world's as still as still can be And the baseball falls And that's strike three Now it's supper time And his mama calls Little boy starts home With his bat and ball Says I am the greatest That is a fact But even I didn't know I could pitch like that Says I am the greatest That is understood but even I didn't know I could pitch that good. To a bird. Their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Baseball, the great American game, the national pastime of millions. The player is an all-around athlete. The uniform is loose-fitting to allow freedom of movement. The shoes are sturdy, lightweight, and comfortable. The pitcher, or hurler, is the most important man on the team, for pitching demands limber brains and well-coordinated muscles, not only in the throwing arm, but of the entire body, in order to obtain that bullet-like delivery of the ball. On the opposing team, we have the batter, who carefully selects his favorite stick, or bat. play starts when the batter hits the ball. Strangely enough, however, the pitcher tries to keep the batter from hitting the ball. To accomplish this, the pitcher holds the ball in such a manner as to cause it to curve when thrown. The spitball is also used to further dampen the batter's spirits. The speedball is referred to as the fireball, smoke ball, 
And now we can fully appreciate that thrill of thrills, the World Series. The bases are loaded, the pitcher's in an awful spot, and the crowd is going crazy. A half million dollars on the World Series hinge on this pitch. It's a terrific pitch! He literally knocked the horse hide off the old apple. Runner tears for first, and the crowd is going absolutely mad! Here comes the ball, and it looks like the fielder has it. Well, folks, it's up to the umpire, that impartial pillar of judicial dignity, whose word is law. Hino! Free speech, that great American privilege, is thoroughly enjoyed by players and spectators alike. That's why the national sport will always be that good old American game, baseball. Jim the Rookie Morris, and I'm here on Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Hard to believe the school year's wrapping up. Summer vacation is almost here. Seems like only yesterday I was dropping my son off for kindergarten, now he's going into the sixth grade. Man, it's time fly. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Frank Granger of Wyoming, and he writes, Question for the D-Team and Aaron, for I want to know. My question is about Casey at the Bat. I really miss the old days of Disney animated shorts, and since I am a fan of baseball, I could watch this one forever. Someone told me there were two cartoons with Casey. Is this true? I can't find it anywhere. Thanks for the help. Your loyal D-head since the beginning. Literally since show number one in 2010. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for staying with us. Well, we all know the story of Casey at bat. And don't forget Casey's Corner and those delicious mini corn dogs. Well, Disney released two cartoons about Casey. Casey at bat and Casey bats again. Casey at Bat is an animated short in Make Mine Music from August 15, 1946. It was released on DVD in 2000 on the Walt Disney Gold Classic Collection. It was reissued as a standalone short on July 16, 1954. Casey Bats Again is an animated short that first premiered on June 18, 1954. It tells the story of Casey's daughters forming a baseball team and redeeming his reputation. Casey comes to the plate again, this time as the manager of a team comprised of his nine daughters who managed to win despite Casey's leadership. This short can be found on Walt Disney Treasures, Disney Rarities, Celebrated Shorts of the 1920s through 1960s on DVD and both can be found to watch on YouTube. Our next question is from Kimberly Dixon of North Carolina and she writes, Disney On Demand? Question on Disney's The Rookie. I know it's based on a true story. They do mention that Jim 
had his chance in the big leagues before the movie began. Did he play in the majors before his comeback, where the movie is based on? And no, you're not a sports show, but you know if there's any way to get his autograph. Thank you for the answers, and keep up the wonderful podcast. Well, I love this movie, and I'm always a sucker for a good underdog sports movie. The Rookie was released in 2002. Morris was originally selected 466 overall in the January 1982 amateur baseball draft by the New York Yankees, but did not sign. He would then later be selected 4th overall in the 1983 amateur draft by the Milwaukee Brewers and signed with the organization. He suffered several arm injuries in the minor leagues and was released during the 1987 season, never having progressed past the single A minor leagues. He signed with the Chicago White Sox organization for 1989, but was again unable to rise past the single A leagues. Here's some interesting information that takes place after the events in the movie. After his appearance in the Major League game against the Texas Rangers, he pitched four more times that year. Morris made 16 Major League appearances in 2000, during which his arm problems recurred. His final appearance came on May 9, 2000 at Yankee Stadium. He entered a tie game in the bottom of the 10th, with the bases loaded and issued a game-ending bases-loaded walk to his first batter, Paul O'Neill, after which the Rays released him. He was not the losing pitcher in the game, as the runner who scored on the walk was actually put on the base by the previous pitcher. He was tagged with the loss. Morris never recorded any wins or losses in any of his major league appearances. Morris was signed in the December 2000 to a minor league contract by the LA Dodgers, but was released during spring training. At the end of his major league career, he was zero wins, zero losses with an ERA of 4.8 and 13 strikeouts. Morris released an autobiography called The Oldest Rookie. He often appears as a motivational speaker. Your best chance at an autograph might be one of his speaking engagements. And you can hear him here in the Diz Radio archives when he was our celebrity guest on show number 155. Well, our final question is from William Branson of New Jersey, and he writes, Hey there, D-Team. I've been a listener and a D-Head for some time now. Recently, I got to thinking about Disney sports movies and Angels in the Outfield. I love this old live-action Disney movies. Someone told me it was a remake. Is this true? Who was in it? Was it a hit? Can I get it anywhere? And was there a sequel to the Disney film? Someone also told me that there was, but didn't know the name. Any help is much appreciated. Well, who doesn't love a good baseball movie? And this one had an amazing cast. Angels in the Outfield is a 1994 film that is a remake of a 1951 film of the same name. The film stars Danny Glover, Tony Danza, Christopher Lloyd, and features several future stars including Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Adrian Brody, Matthew McConaughey, and Neil McDonald. It spawned two direct-to-video sequels in 1997, Angels in the End Zone and Angels in the Infield. The film was released less than a month before the 1994 Major League Baseball player strike. 
which forced the league to cancel the playoffs and the World Series. This film features a fictional playoff race that would have never been played out in real life. The 1951 film starred Paul Douglas and Janet Leigh and is centered around the Pittsburgh Pirates. It did have some cool cameo appearances though. Bing Crosby has a short cameo in the film, playing golf, sinking a long putt, and at the time, Crosby was a part owner of the Pirates. Baseball greats Ty Cobb and Joe DiMaggio, along with Hollywood songwriter Harry Ruby, are interviewed regarding the Angels. And Barbara Billingsley has an uncreated role as a hat check girl at John's Steakhouse. Well, according to MGM, the film made $1,466,000 in the U.S. and Canada and $200,000 elsewhere. Once studio overhead was added, the film recorded a net loss of $171,000. So unfortunately, it didn't do that well. It is available to watch on DVD and to download on Amazon. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, and play ball. The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Mudville Nine that day. The visitors were leading with one inning left to play. The Mudville fans in grim and gloomy melancholy sat until they saw that Casey was coming up to bat. Now Casey let two strikes go by. <laughs> he didn't like their style. But the fans all knew he'd hit the next a goodly country mile. So now the pitcher holds the ball. And now he lets it go. And now the air is shattered by the force of Casey's blow. Yeah! Out! We have often heard the legend of Casey at the bat. But have you ever heard about what happened after that? No cheering fans were waiting as he finished his career. Just lovely Mrs. Casey with a secret for his ear. She whispered that a baby soon would come to bless their life. And Casey was all smiles as he hugged his pretty wife. For now he knew he'd have a son to carry on the name and unfurl the Casey banner in Baseball's Hall of Fame. You are a human animal. You are a very special breed. For you are the only animal who can think, who can reason, who can read. The cow goes moo, the dog goes rough, the cat meows, and the horse kicks up his hoof. And so the only human animal is you, you, you. You are a human animal. You are a very special breed. The only animal who can think, who can reason, who can read. The pig goes honk, and the mule honk. The duck goes quack, and the sheep. And so the only human animal is you, you, you. You are a human animal. You are a very special breed. 
are a human animal You are a very special breed For you are the only animal Who can think, who can reason, who can read The chick goes back and the coyote no The birds tweet tweet and the fish goes And so the only human animal is you Hi, this is Christopher Knight. You might remember me as Peter from the Brady Bunch, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. There's been a lot of anticipation for the official opening of Pandora and Animal Kingdom, and as a part of their live stream series, the Disney Parks blog was there for a special dedication on Wednesday. It may not be live, but you can still experience the magic for yourself by watching the replay. Just visit the Disney Parks blog to find the video. Have you ever visited the Disney PhotoPass studio in Disney Springs? They have loads of different backgrounds that you can pose in front of to create your own personal photo shoot. Whether you like The Little Mermaid, Star Wars, Pirates of the Caribbean, or you want to go classic with the castle, they've got plenty of options to choose from, and the pictures can be linked to your Memory Maker package or purchased separately. So if you need a quick break from the heat, make sure to swing by. If you're already planning your trip to Pandora, you should know that there's a new mobile adventure called Connect to Protect that's a part of the Pandora experience. If you're using the My Disney Experience app, you should be invited to join the conservation-themed adventure upon entering the park. Completing missions even allows you to unlock conservation donations from Disney parks, and you get to choose what type of animal it will benefit. How cool is that? And one more cool feature coming to Pandora. There's a new quick on-the-go ordering system for quick service meals called Mobile Order. You'll be able to use it through the My Disney Experience app at the canteen beginning on opening day. And the option will expand to include Pizzafari, Flame Tree Barbecue, and Restaurantosaurus throughout the summer. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. Explore a place where you can fly on the back of a banshee. Walk under floating mountains and navigate a mystical river. Welcome to a world beyond belief. Pandora, the world of Avatar. Only at the Walt Disney World Resort. Long before the old Model T. Round about the turn of the century, folks discovered a barrel of fun. Taking pictures by the light of the sun. Smile, hug, look at the camera. Hold your breath and say cheese. Cheese. Little did they realize back then they were making memories. Yes! 
Dominic, and welcome to another edition of Disney's Short Leash. If you're new to this segment, boy are you going to be confused, because the Short Leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they are short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. We are approaching the start of summer, and summer is when adults as well as children are temporarily free from the shackles of school. Thus and theretofore, it is prime time for we at the Plantoons household to load up the family truckster and head to Walt Disney World. Now, we have taken short lease trips in the spring and over Christmas. While I was growing up in the 70s and 80s, President's Weekend was a popular time for my family to go, especially when three to four days was plenty of time to get through the only two gates that were there at the time. Yes, folks, I'm one of those people who remembers when Epcot first opened, and I was one of those people who got super confused when what I always called Disney World was being referred to more and more as the Magic Kingdom. Let me nurture my inner geezer. Back in my day, Disney World was where the castle was, and that was it. Checker privilege, you four-gate, never-called-it-MGM Hollywood Studios hat-morning millennials. Step off, Gen X in the hizzy. Our idea of a thrill ride was sitting in a submarine that didn't sink, and we looked at plastic fish, and we liked it. When are they going to make the Yeti move again? Oh, shut up. By the same people who complain about Stitch. Go watch a YouTube video of Mission to Mars. You never had it so good. I'm getting off topic. Back to summer. This is the time of year when we don't have to rush around so much. Since tickets for a 10-day park hopper trip for our family of five would cost $2,555, and a four-day short lease trip would only cost $450 less, it's almost a no-brainer. We're hanging 10. So let's start this segment over again, and for the summer months, let's talk about the long haul. 
Hello everybody, this is Dominic and welcome to the first edition of Disney's Long Haul. If you're new to this segment, you're just like everybody else. Because the Long Haul is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they have plenty of time, but still might be short on money. This week we'll talk about where to spend all that time. With 10 days, our typical summer vacation, we have divided our trips a bunch of different ways over the years. We spent 10 days at the Big Four, the Big Four of course being Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios. We've done eight or nine days at the Big Four, and then maybe one or two days at Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon. We have done 10 days at the Big Four, plus a couple of mornings and afternoons at the two water parks. You can run the math and see if adding the water parks to your ticket is worth the money versus buying the water park ticket separately. Your mileage will vary depending on how water parky your family is. We've also done seven to 10 days at Walt Disney World and maybe two more at the park that shall not be named. After trying a little bit of everything, here's what we typically do. We are going to just deal with 10 days at Walt Disney World. Any side excursion to other universes and their awkward licensing agreements will not be included. Day negative one is the day we arrive, and it's Hobo Day. This is a travel day. It doesn't count against our 10-day total. See an earlier segment about what exactly Hobo Day is. It's pretty cool. Day one is the Magic Kingdom. If you have kids, don't bury the lead. Head for the castle. That's what they're waiting for. Do not torture them by putting them in a geodesic sphere and have Judy Dench talk down to them about Phoenicians. Have a heart. It's summer. They just got out of school. The final day, day 10, is also at the Magic Kingdom. They have to say goodbye to Mickey Mouse and wave to the castle. Waving goodbye to a tree or a replica of a movie theater isn't going to tug at the same heartstrings. We'll do two days for Epcot, a day for Ride and a day for Eatin', and a full day at Animal Kingdom and a full day at Hollywood Studios. So we're up to six days, and six days is the very minimum I would take for a relaxing vacation. We have four remaining, so we'll split a day, maybe two, with water park mornings and theme park evenings. Notice, unlike the short leash advice I usually give, we don't have to open and close the parks. Because with 10 days, you've bought yourself some relaxation time, folks. You still have two or three days remaining, and those two or three days are the best, because they are the kids' days. Each of our three kids get a day that they plan and get to lead. They choose the parks, they choose the fast passes, they pick where to eat. It's their day, and we the parents are along for the ride. Let's face it, a Disney trip is quote-unquote for the kids, but more often than not, you are dragging the kids on the things that you have planned to do. It usually goes okay because everything is fun, that is until you put your three-year-old on the Tower of Terror. I did feel guilty until I had to sit through the Frozen sing-along. The point is, you have time, and let them be part of the planning and the execution process. On their special day, maybe that's when they get to get a monogrammed Mickey ear. Or that's the day they get to go on a shopping spree with a prepaid and defined limited gift card. Those days became fun adventures. Our kids had us off the rides. We were spending time on park quests like Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, or whatever they call the one at Epcot with the platypus dressed like a flasher. Our daughter went on a character signature scavenger hunt. And for my son, it was Animal Kingdom all the way. You have the time. Turn over the reins. On a trip like this, it's a walk, not a run. It's relaxation and entertainment versus the full-on blitz of a short-leash trip. Listen to past segments, and yes, we can cram most of the stuff we do on a long trip on these crazy open-the-close short-leash trips. But one of the greatest things about being on the long haul is you do not have to. Enjoying your Disney time on your own terms, well, that's what being on a long-haul trip gets you. I hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own short leash or long haul tip at dominic at disradio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at disradio.com. 
I can also be found on the internet on Twitter at, at WDWPlantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDWPlantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. You've played in the parks. You've splashed in the surf. But your Walt Disney World fun's just begun. There's so much to zippity-do here on vacation. Sports fans, take a tour of Disney's wide world of sports complex. This is where you can find the NFL experience. An actual hands-on punting, passing, and kicking contest that will get you out of the armchair and let you quarterback for real. Disney's wide world of sports complex is the premier sporting destination for amateur and professional athletes alike. And it's the official spring training ground for the Atlanta Braves. You mean to tell me that you went home and swiped a ball that was signed by Babe Ruth and you brought it out here and actually played with it? And actually played with it? Yeah! Yeah, but I was going to bring it back. But it was signed by Babe Ruth! Yeah, yeah, you keep telling me that. Who is she? What? What? The Sultan of Swat. The King of Crash. The Colossus of Clout. The Colossus of Clout. Babe Ruth! The Great Bambino! Oh my God, you mean that's the same guy? Yes! yes. Lights, camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment here at Disney On Demand with Disney Blues, Diz Radio, and the Diz Radio Show. And with summer around the corner and spring full in motion, baseball, the outdoors, making memories with your friends, getting into trouble, mischief, and so much more, many times those are films and television shows that do just that. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of that. You know him from such things like The Sandlot, Adventures in Odyssey, Cool as Ice, Radio Flyer, Dennis the Menace, and so much more. We have none other than Victor DeMattia here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hey, thanks a lot. It is our pleasure having you on with such a great resume and so many classics that people have now passed on to all kinds of generations. Now, before we jump into many of those, and trust me, I do have a lot of questions lined up for you, and of course, the infamous quotes and phrases that come from many of these films, the one thing that I want to lead off first base with, I guess talking about baseball here, is what got you interested in acting and following this path as a career? Oh, wow. Well, you know, I started young. I was I was probably about six years old when, when I first started acting. Um, it was just a, a family friend got us into it. I was, uh, I, you know, they were like, hey, it's a cute little kid. And they had a, you know, connection to an agent. And one thing led to another. And I just, you know, ended up in some commercials. And it just went from there. And it is one of those things that proved to be fruitful for you. And with things like Dennis the Menace. And, of course, the one thing that I have to hit up upon right away, because I know everybody listening in, is going to wonder when will I get to it and the Sandlot, which has now gone on to gain cult movie status. So much so that I've passed it on to my kids as well. And jumping right into that, how did you get cast in this film, The Sandlot? And did you ever think you would go on to gain this uh, fan-favorite cult status that it has and now being passed on to an all-new generation? Wow. Uh, well. Um, you know, we, I was cast, I mean, there were, they had thousands of kids, uh, that interviewed for it. And, uh, it was a pretty long process that we went through to audition. Um, and then once we finally got cast, it was great. We spent a couple of months before we even filmed the movie, um, 
we would rehearse every day and then we would go to a baseball field. We'd all play baseball together for like a couple hours. Um, it was so much fun just rehearsing for it. Um, and, uh, you know, at the time, it, you didn't really know. I mean, I was just happy to, to be in the movie and be having fun with a bunch of guys playing baseball. Um, so you didn't really know. I mean, you never know. You just hope that it, it gets out there and that people like it. And I mean, I'm continually amazed at just the response that I always get from it. It's, it's so humbling. And like you pointed out, you were young, of course. So it's just part of being there and the experience of it all. And nobody ever knows if something is ever going to reach this kind of legacy and cult status. And years later, you look back and you realize you just didn't know how big it was going to be. Now, looking at the filming of The Sandlot now, was there ever anything that ever happened either on screen or off camera that will take you back to that favorite scene in the film to this one day that I guess still brings a smile to your face that whether it was just a great day filming, your favorite scene or something that just happened off camera, that one thing that really is going to bring that smile to your face? Well, it was, uh, well, the... The swimming pool, that whole scene was really cool just because we got to spend a few days just playing around in a swimming pool. Um, but I think my favorite is it's got to be the, the vacuum cleaner scene. That's the, that, that was the one where I come out of the treehouse, the vacuum cleaners explode, and then I walk out afterwards just covered head to toe in dirt. Um, <laughs> that was, that was a lot of fun. I mean, it was, it wasn't so much fun getting all that stuff off afterwards. But that was a blast for me, and that's still the one scene, as many times as I've seen that movie, which is probably about a thousand by now, um, I always stop and, and pay special attention when that one comes back on, because it just cracks me up every time. And that scene is one of those things that is truly funny in the film, and it's memorable, and it's one of the key, I guess, moments highlighting many things from your character in that film as well. Now, with baseball being a key point in the film, I do have to ask, did you know who Babe Ruth was, or did you think it was a woman as well? <laughs> uh, no, I definitely knew who Babe Ruth was. I was a, I was a big baseball fan growing up, loved the, uh, the Dodgers and... Um, yeah, of course I knew who Babe Ruth was. <laughs> now, I guess continuing on with the film, so many people have passed it on to new generations. And like I said, myself passing it on to my children as well. And so many others have fond memories of the film, passing it on, relating to it, and really thinking back to those times of them playing as kids with their friends as well. Now, are you ever out and about all these years later and people recognize you or approach you and then realize, uh, you know, who you are? And then are you ever taken back as seeing how this movie is a so many lives with their memories and playing such a huge role in their life as well. I, I do. It's pretty amazing, um, you know, that it's just getting passed on now to the next generation. I think a lot of the those original Sandlot fans are now at the age where they're having kids, and so they're now passing it on to their kids. Um, every once in a while, I get recognized. What I get a lot is people that think that, you know, maybe we went to school together or they know me from somewhere. Um, but what always, I, I think what trips me out the most is when I see people with wearing the t-shirts that has the cast on it. And so there, there's my face on, on somebody else's t-shirt that, that always takes me back. Now with that, then how many times I have to ask, have you heard or have been asked to say you're killing me smalls? Oh, daily. 
As somebody says it to me every day, whether they know I was in the movie or not, I hear it every day. And it does seem to be the catchphrase or quote that everybody seems to know, uh, even if they haven't even seen the film. And even now, my son plays select baseball with a bunch of 9- and 10-year-olds, and I hear them on the field all game long at practices and more, just spouting out that phrase saying, you're killing me, Smalls. Now, how does it feel knowing that even now in 2017, that it has become one of these movie quotes that has legs of its own, even now it's it's great it's it's really just amazing i mean i'm i'm constantly amazed it's really just humbling to know that something that i was a part of has taken on this kind of life that just goes on and on um it's really really great i love it so when you are channel surfing and it is on television is it one of those films where you got to stop and watch it or are you more like uh keep changing the channel i've seen this enough times or i don't want to see myself and you're pretty self-critical uh, no, I, 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 I still stop. I mean, I don't know, you know, at, at this point I've seen it a, a lot of times. So I don't know if I, if I stay and watch the whole thing, but if I flip, I'm flipping through the TV and I see it on there, I definitely will stop for a minute and watch a couple scenes. Now, before we move on to many other things, here is something that I always thought, okay? Now, you got to bear with me through this. Now, they've had a few sequels and, you know, from the original film, and none of them have really lived up or been quite as good as that original film, The Sandlot. But if they were to make a new film with all of you grown up as adults, you have your own kids, and you challenge your own kids to, uh, you know, a game on the old Sandlot, or maybe it's even a storyline where you're trying to save the old Sandlot. Is that something where you would really just jump back in? and reprise your role once again for a new generation or kind of an offbeat sequel like this? Oh, my God, of course. I would love to do something like that. That would be so much fun. Just to see all those guys again and, and get to play a little ball. I don't know how good I'd be at baseball anymore. It's been a few years, but uh, I would I would definitely love to do something like that. And with getting the gang back together, do you ever see anyone from the cast anymore or connect with them even in passing or you know, still send those Christmas cards out? Sure, yeah. Uh, Marty York, who, who played Yeah Yeah, um, is a good friend of mine still. He was at my wedding. Uh, I just got married a year ago, and, and he was he was at the wedding. Um, and the two of us, uh, and, and I also see Chauncey, who played Squints, um, quite a bit. The the three of us uh, still live here in L.A., and uh, we'll, we'll get together, and we'll go and attend screenings and, you know, introduce the film or... Uh, do different appearances together and stuff. So I, I see those guys quite a bit. Um, and then uh, Shane, who played my little brother, Tommy, uh, he lives in Florida, but um, every once in a while, I'll see him as well. Now, coming back, you did say that you used to be a baseball fan and, you know, with it being baseball and everything else, are you still currently a baseball fan? Because I'm a Brewers fan and I'm ecstatic that we're currently in second place right now. <laughs> um, you know, I don't follow it as closely as I used to. Um, I've actually become more of a football fan recently. <laughs> well, then you're in my Packer territory as well. So, you know, come on, you got to love the pack, right? Oh, all right. Yeah, well, there, there you go. That's a lot of history there. I'm an Eagles fan, so. Uh, you know, we're still waiting on that first Super Bowl win. Now, moving on from the Sandlot and many other things that you were in and being part of many other films like Cool as Ice back when Vanilla Ice was at his peak in his career and, of course, Dennis the Menace in the TV adaptation of the film. And everybody remembers this one where you were trying to take on dinosaurs. What was it like portraying this troublemaking kid, getting messy, causing mischief, and just uh, getting into all kinds of trouble? Oh, it was great. Um, I mean, that's just, that's what I was doing on a day-to-day -day basis anyway, without any, being in any movies. So, 
that from to get permission to do all that stuff was a blast. Um, and also, I love I, I was a huge fan of the, the original TV show. I used to watch it, you know, on Nick, Nick at Night and stuff. And um, and then, of course, the cartoon. Um, I was a big fan of all that stuff as a kid. So just to be able to play that character was it was a blast. And that was a time when Dennis the Menace was coming back in popularity from his 60s and 70s counterparts and gaining an all new crowd and uh, his own fan following in the 80s. Now, when you went out after filming, did everyone look at you as if you were actually Dennis? And they couldn't see past that, that you were just acting and they looked at you as this little kid causing trouble and really getting into mischief. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think people gave me the benefit of the doubt, but um, but I I did I did get into some mischief as a kid, so I might have lived up to that. I don't know. <laughs> now you're also part of something that I really love: radio, dramas, and animation. And we recently had Katie Leon from Adventures in Odyssey, and now you are part of this ongoing series, uh, this series that's been going on for many many years, and it continues to be a really great, fun, family friendly series. Now, what was it like lending your voice to this series and bringing these characters to life and just how different is it from being on the set of a movie or of a television series you know instead landing your voice to this uh it's a it's a lot different um because when you're doing a, a cartoon usually you're by yourself you're in, you're just in a room by yourself with a microphone um so it's you know it takes a little bit kind of a different uh, mentality to be able to get into that zone to you know get have the right emotions and everything for the scene without having anybody else to play off. But it is a lot of fun. Now, with this, too, were you taken back or surprised at the final result? Like, actually going back and looking at this and seeing this animation, and you're like, wow, that's me. And have you ever listened to or seen Adventures in Odyssey previous to getting involved, you know, with this project? Um, Yeah, I did. I, I always like to, you know, kind of watch or listen to or, you know, kind of just check out anything that I'm getting involved in. Um, so yeah, I definitely, uh, was aware of it beforehand, but, um, you know, just any cartoon, it, you know, I was in as a kid, as a kid, if you told me I was going to be involved in a cartoon, that's all I needed to hear. Now you've also been part of many other things over the years, like the Sandlot, Cool as Ice, Radio Flyer, and many television appearances and so much more. Now, if you were to look back at your career so far and you're writing those memoirs, you're making that book all about Victor. Is there one moment in time or one experience that you have had over those years that you're going to make sure is in those memoirs? You're like, that is the one that I have to do and make sure that I have to write it down, document it, that it has to make it into that book. Oh, wow. Man. Uh, oh, geez, that's a tough one. I would really have to think about that. Um, you know, I had a lot of cool moments um, just little bit parts that I had on different TV shows where I do an episode here, an episode there. But I mean, like I was in an episode of Family Ties and it was a Christmas episode and I, I got to sit on Michael J. Fox's lap. He was playing a, a mall Santa Claus in that episode. And uh, so I got to like sit on his lap and, you know, tug on his beard and be rude to him. And that was that, that was fun. And um, I, I think probably just little, you know, different kind of cool stories like that, like these weird little celebrity interactions that you just, you know, at the time you just sort of take for granted. But now looking back, I'm like, wow, that was just so amazing. Now, like you said, it is one of those things where you weren't really thinking about it at the time. It was a popular television show. Those are stars of the time. And you really didn't think about it. And you were just there interacting with them. And now you were part of these TV shows 
over the years that everybody realizes were these great, iconic, classic actors, classic TV shows, and so much more. Now, looking back at this, are you just like, wow, and you're taken back? And do you ever see any of these episodes over time? And does it take you back to that moment in time? Like, you know, you see it and you're like, I remember that day so clearly. Or I remember on set that day. I remember filming this. And does anybody ever question you like, eh, did he ever really meet that person? <laughs> yeah, um... It's funny, uh, I, uh, somebody was just the other day was asking me about, uh, Married with Children. I was in the pilot episode. Um, and I, I was, I was really little, but I, I have a very clear memory of that day. And, uh, what actually stands out to me was, uh, of course, meeting Ed O'Neill, which was awesome. Um, and, uh, Katie Seagal, which was really cool. But, um, uh, I, I remember that, uh, Bud and Kelly were actually two different actors originally in the pilot. And then, by the time it aired, I just it was two different people that I had never seen before because I was my scene took place in the shoe store and I didn't have any scenes with Bud and Kelly. So it was like <laughs> they switched up the actors. Now, it is funny how that works with many television shows. And moving aside from that and, you know, you're always staying busy. You're always staying on top of things and keeping yourself, you know, busy with a lot of different things. Now, you're also entering the world of the podcast realm. And that continues to be a thriving industry all on its own. I mean, come on. We all love podcasts here at Diz Radio. Now, I guess, how did you get started in wanting to do a podcast? And can you tell us a little more about what it's all about? Oh, well, you know, I I just, I love to talk. And so I just, I think I just needed an outlet. My I think my wife was, was tired of hearing me ramble on and on all day. So I said, why don't I start a podcast and that'll give me an excuse to just talk as much as I want. So uh, it's been a blast. Uh, we just put out our first episode um it's just uh, me with a, a buddy of mine lifelong friend of mine steve and we just it's just kind of uh pop culture um just you know general sort of banter whatever we feel like talking about on a day-to-day -day basis it's it's been a blast it's so much fun um, you got, you, you can check us out. Go, go on our website. It's, it's, uh, vicinabox.com. I do have to say, what a name. It's simple, self-contained, and you guys are full of a lot of energy and a lot of talking. I had a chance to catch that podcast last night when it first debuted, and it is fun and full of energy. Great. Yeah. Well, that's what we were going for. Now, before we let you go, there are a few questions from listeners that I overlooked, and I do want to toss them your way. I'm looking here now, and I realize I overlooked these, but I do want to hand them off to you. And one listener asked, when working on the Sandlot, was there ever a time when you couldn't remember your lines, and you just improvised, and did it make it into the final cut of the film? Oh, well, I don't know about, like, so much improvising, like, a specific piece of dialogue, but... There was just so much screaming and yelling throughout that entire movie because every every time we try to do something to get that ball back and ended up with the dog, you know, biting the equipment in half or, you know, shaking the fence or, or knocking somebody off the treehouse. So there was just so much screaming and yelling that we were just constantly like that. That was definitely all improv there. Now, another listener here wanted to know if you had kept anything from the set for yourself. And do you still have it like that little piece of history that you took away from the set and you kept it as your own bit of memorabilia from the Sandlot? Um, you know, I don't. Um the one thing that I wa that I wanted to keep was the hat that I was wearing in the movie, uh, but I I, I, lo I lost track of it and, and I so I forgot to get it. Uh, I know some of the guys though have a couple of little pieces that they took from the inside of the treehouse. 
I don't want to. I don't want to rat anybody out. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But I do know a couple of the guys have some things from the treehouse. And the final question here: Do you ever get caught? <laughs> this one's pretty funny. Do you ever get caught out and about wearing any of the merchandise that they currently sell in stores, like T-shirts, or do you even buy them yourself? <laughs> uh, I don't. I've thought about it. My wife does. Uh, my mom does. But uh, I. I don't. I. I have. Actually, I got a bunch of T-shirts. I, I get stuff every time I go out and do uh, appearances uh, for the movie. I'll get, I'll come back with a, you know, armloads of hats and T-shirts and stuff. But I tend to just give it out. I, I, I don't usually wear it. Well, Victor, it was our pleasure having you stop in, take this trip down memory lane and into the future, and of course, being part of many of those great films that continue to be passed down from generation to generation over time. And like I've said before, I have passed them on to my children as well. So it was a great time talking with you, taking this trip down memory lane, and I'm sure that we're going to be seeing and hearing more of you in the upcoming year and into the future. So thank you once again for taking time and stopping in here this week. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks a lot. Milwaukee's been a big league town since Aaron came up from the clown. Spawny, Eddie Lou, Billy Joe. Then the pilots changed their name and the brewers soon became the only name Milwaukee fans were cheering for. I'm talking baseball. Skip Lockwood, Kubiak, Brewer, baseball. Colborn, Patton, Powerback, Slayton, Scott, and Briggs, and Davy May. Harper shares a feet with Hank and Mays Talking baseball Brewers all the way Well, Bambi came from Baltimore The pitchers gave a mighty roar 22 for Mike and 78 Darryl Porter, what a pity He left for Kansas City But Charlie was taking care of business at the plate Talking baseball Molitor and Yount Brewer baseball Thomas hits him out Gentle Ben and Bando come to play Larry Heisel, will he have another day? Talking baseball The Brewers all the way When you're talking Brewer baseball Bob Uecker Well, he's still a kid in 1980, what Cooper did, an MVP in Cy Young in one year. Well, Raleigh did it here. They're in a tough division, but Buck, he has a mission to wind up in the classic in the fall. New names join the old, another team unfolds. They look ready with money and Teddy, so let's play ball. I'm talking baseball, Molitor and Yount, Brewer baseball. Thomas hits him out, Gentle Ben and Bando come to play. Gantner, Moose and Pete will have their say. I'm talking baseball, Brewers all the way. Milwaukee baseball.
A boy searching for a future. I'd say when the Angels win the pennant. And Williams and Norton collide, and the catch is blown. A coach running from his past. Are you cracking up, or is this a repeat of Cincinnati? No, no, it's nothing like that. And a team that's their only prayer. There's a thing called talent. They don't have it. God, if there is a God, maybe you could help him win a little. Angels came out of the sky and they picked up Ed Williams. Great. A psycho kid. Oh, please, don't drink me. No, 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 Just call me Al. No one can see me or hear me but you. Do you believe in angels? Yes! There must have been those chili dogs I ate before the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You really do see something, don't you? Yeah! Make some kind of signal. I'll go like that, okay? Here we go again. Oh! Yeah, yeah. That's the game! Oh! You believe there's real angels? I know it sounds crazy. I'm relieving you of your management responsibility. Somewhere between losing hope... You can't go through life thinking everyone you meet will one day let you down. ...and finding the courage... You can call it angels. I won't play for anyone but George Knox. You can call it faith. That goes for me, too. You can call it whatever you like. They gave the world something to believe in. I got nothing left. I got an angel with you right now. Danny Glover. Tony Danza. Even though you can't see us. And Christopher Lloyd. Always watching. Disney's Angels in the Outfield. Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where it's always a home run down here. Well, actually, I was more shortstop, but that's a whole other issue. I'm glad you're able to join us. Summer is upon us. Well, it's technically still spring, but the boys of summer are out at the mound. Since our guest this week is very familiar with the Sandlot, I figured it was my turn to delve into Disney's foray when it comes to baseball. No, I didn't go into anything sport goofy, although I could have. There are many chances in which you see Goofy playing his favorite sport, well pretty much anything. And just remember, you can always be number one. When I think of baseball and I think of Disney, the one movie that hits me the hardest is the movie we are going to take out of the vault today. So, without further ado, I bring to you the 1994 classic. And I say that a lot, don't I? Because you gotta believe it, it's true. Angels in the Outfield.
Now, when people think 1984 in Disney, the first thing that comes to their mind is The Lion King, of course. But that summer, Disney also had a special release live action. That was Angels in the Outfield. Yes, it is a remake of a 1951 film of the same title. But you know, sometimes, and I don't mean all the time, but sometimes, a good remake can really put a smile on your face. This is no exception. Disney takes their magic and makes it work well. Meet Roger, just about the third rock from the sun. Well, actually, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but in a very pre-third rock role. And you gotta love the way he plays this role. Unfortunately, Roger is living in an orphanage following his mother's death. And other than wanting his mother to return to the living, the only other thing that he truly wants is to live with his father and have a real family. No, this isn't Pinocchio. This is still Angels in the Outfield, but trust me. And he prays so hard to not only wish for a reunited family, but for the California Angels, yes, the baseball team, to get out of their slump. Boy, in this day and age, you could really do that with a lot of teams, but that's a whole other issue. And in typical pixie dust fashion, Roger's prayers are answered. In flies in, Al, played by the enigmatic Christopher Lloyd. He has come to listen to Roger, save him from his sadness, and of course, help a struggling team make it to the big leagues. Throw in Danny Glover for a little stability and earthiness to this high-flying adventure, and you've got a home run when it comes to Angels in the Outfield. Now, of course, this does come out at a time where Disney was attempting to use a little bit of its synergy magic to make things happen. See, a little bit earlier, they had been stepping into the sports arena. No pun intended. Okay, yeah, there was a pun intended. And that started with my heart and soul, The Mighty Ducks. Not only did we have a film, soon after the first film, we had an actual NHL team, owned and run by the Walt Disney Company. Soon to follow baseball not too far away. And wouldn't you know it, Anaheim Stadium, the home of the Los Angeles Angels in the movie, soon became truth to the nature and, of course, true to the Walt Disney Company. So not only do you have a wonderful film, but you soon have a wonderful team, hoping to have a little bit of Al's magic rub off on the team. Now, when you put this DVD in, yes, only DVD at the time, there is no Blu-ray, and at this time, in my foreseeable future, I don't see one coming soon. The only thing I could really recognize is that there will be a certain streaming service that will offer this for you as well. However, if you pop the DVD in, that 16 by 9 ratio that you are so used to seeing on your big screen TV, it's not going to happen. See, at the time, we were still very infantile when it came to DVDs and anamorphics. You do have to deal with a very small screen. Other than that, the transfer does look very good, considering 1994. Personally, there are a number of scenes that look a little blurry or out of focus, but again, it, you're still looking at an early transfer that is still very good to watch. Believe it or not, there is a Dolby 5.1 digital track along with it, don't get your hopes up for thinking that you're in the middle of center field, but it does make it sound beautiful through those speakers all the way around. 
Let's get to my favorite part of the DVD, which is always the bonus features, and they are a... Oh, well, there's nothing. Strike out for us. But no matter, you'd still get a wonderful DVD in a package so fitting for your shelves at home. Angels in the Outfield is definitely one of those feel-good movies. Like I said, when it comes to the sports films of the Disney pantheon, I am still in love with the Mighty Ducks, but Angels in the Outfield does come in a very close second place. You can't go wrong with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Danny Glover, and of course, Christopher Lloyd. So even though it may not be a chock-full DVD, a swing and a miss to most extents, but it is still one of those films that I would suggest bringing out during those rainouts of an afternoon to bring all of you together and watch a great family film that puts a smile on anyone's face. So I'm going to put this one under C for concessions, and I'm going to see you again next time with another blue for you to view down here in the vault. Until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always rounding third and heading for home, and always deep inside of you.
Hey, D-heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. Now on Diz Radio, it's Randy, giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Randy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on DizRadio.com. Hey D-Heads, I have a quick question for you. Have you seen these virtual reality sets? consoles where you can put your phone into them and you can download these fun apps to actually see these 3D virtual reality um, environments. Not the other day, I just happened to go to Walmart and I ha- found the, one of the virtual reality sets. Now it seems by it's made by Oculus, very expensive but from what I've heard from the people who were just around the area and I had the thought, well, what's your thoughts about it? They seem to be very excited. Some are not too keen about the 3D immersive environment because they might be prone to motion sickness, which can happen since it's a newer technology and it's right, pretty much bam, right in your, front of your face, eyes, you can say. Seems like the industry is heading toward that way, bringing an immersive environment. I can understand where they are trying to bring new experiences without, you know, burning a dollar here and there. Let's go ahead and jump into the game as Google is partnered with the ILMX Lab, the people who create the Lucas Films Incorporation, which is known for creating the Star Wars environments, but they also create other sound effects, special environments for other movies as well. So they are creating this new technology called Surat. This technology takes the complex film of quality CG scenes and allows users to explore them on a mobile device, rendering them in real time. The result is a detailed, immersive 3D experience that puts you right in the middle of a, for example, Star Wars in Pearl Hangar, straight out of the virtual set created for Road 1. Now there's no time frame for when the new Zurich technology will be available for other developers, but there is however in an update to Google Daydream VR technology planned later for this year. While again speculations are still up in the air of how they're going to be incorporating this type of technology. So far as we are going closer to the Last Jedi movie coming out later this year, what's your thoughts D-Heads? Are you curious about this new technology where older experience is trying to get a new facelift? Or are you getting tired of hearing these VR stuff in your face? What's your thoughts? Drop me a line over at Diz Radio, where I'm going to be dropping a linked video that's been featured on YouTube, where you can kind of get your idea how this experience is going to be. Well, this is Rennie signing out for Disney's Multimedia. Keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. Find out more about Disney movies and videos. Just type in Disney.com, the number one family site on the web. Click on the Movies channel and go to Video and DVD for the latest information on new releases, coming attractions, special offers, and more.
To see it all, come to where the magic lives online. Be our guest at Disney.com. Hey, everybody. This is Aaron Schwartz from Mighty Ducks, Heavyweights, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Blessed. And you're listening to Disney On Demand.
taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow. It's Disney On Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all of you D-heads, so that's going to wrap it up this week. We've had all kinds of fun playing America's Pastime, and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Victor DiMattia, once again for stopping in here, chatting with all of us, taking this trip down memory lane, and of course, be sure to check out Vic in a Box, his all-new podcast as well. So thank you, Victor, once again for stopping in, chatting with us, and sharing all these memories with all the D-heads. I'd also like to thank the D-team once again for always stopping in with their signature segments. Without the D-team, you'd have nothing more than me rambling week in and week out, and Trust me, it could get pretty boring. So thank you to Aaron, Caitlin, Dominic, Randy, and Jason all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team, shoot them an email, drop them a line. They don't bite. They might nibble a little bit, but they don't bite. So definitely connect up with them at DizRadio.com. And finally, most of all, the most important, thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. We've been coming back at you for seven-plus years now, and it's all because of you, the D-Heads. You make the magic, the memories, and help us help you relive those memories every single week. So keep spreading the word, showing the love, and thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there truly would be no show. So next week, we have more fun, as we're officially kicking into June. We're getting into that summer vacation, summer break, and so much more. So before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets. And remember, we are rebuilding that Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. And remember, we are rebuilding that page, so help us rebuild it after that hacker had taken us down. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, magical little show. And if you just can't wait to hear all of our voices in your ears every single week, it's super easy. Just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. You can get the latest shows as they get released, our full past archive, and more just by subscribing and getting it so you can play it on your iPod, your Android, your tablet, any device of your choosing as soon as the shows get released. So definitely look for us there at Disney Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand and subscribe to the show right there on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, everything is out of the way. Next week we jump into June, and if there's one thing I love with my kids, it's Star Wars. We all love Star Wars. We all love the galaxy far, far away, but we also love reading as a family. So what is it like when you're a giant Sith Lord and you're playing with your Jedi children? I'm going to leave it at that as to who's coming in here next week. With that, all of you D-heads, as I always say, it's Memorial Weekend. Let's take that time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. Make those memories, make the magic, because you only get one chance to make them. Have a fantastic weekend, D-heads, and make the most of it, and I'll see you next week. Three creaky wooden stairs those squeaky rocking chairs the well-worn welcome mat the lattice vines the happy times
is linger here on the front porch with you from the wicker swing while the night birds sing we'll watch the fireflies sparking do some sparking too how the hours fly as the moon drifts by how sweet the air as we stare at the sky Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.